فَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ They would learn minhuma from the two angels. Magic. And what form of magic specifically an example is given? مَا يُفَرِّقُونَ بِهِ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَزَوْجِهِ A form of magic through which they would separate between a man and his wife. يُفَرِّقُونَ is from فَرَقَاف فَرَقْنَا وَإِذْ فَرَقْنَا بِكُمُ الْبَحْرَ To separate. So they were interested in learning the type of magic that would separate between المرء. What is مرء? A man. وَزَوْجِهِ And his spouse, meaning his wife. They wanted to learn magic that would destroy the family unit. Now if you think about it, if a husband and wife, I mean they're married, they're together, and they're happy, the family is happy, everything's good. Isn't that something positive? Like for the people and for the society? But if a man and wife are constantly bickering, 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 fighting, arguing, then what happens? Are they the only ones suffering? Who else suffers? The children. Because all they hear is what? The dad yelling at the mom and the mom yelling at the dad. The dad throwing stuff and the mom banging doors. And then this is a very toxic environment where people have to witness the fighting between a husband and wife. Whoever those people are, children or adults, even neighbors sometimes have to hear those arguments. They have to witness that conflict. So the Bani Israel, I mean, if they saw a man and his wife happy, they didn't like that. They said, no, we don't like this love. We have to finish it. And this is what shaitan likes. Shaitan likes us to be unhappy. This is shaitan's goal, to make us miserable. So when you're sad and you're moping and you're whining, you know who's rejoicing? Shaitan is rejoicing. He's very glad when we're unhappy. And one of the ways in which shaitan makes us sad is by destroying our relationships with people. Because when you are hurt because of what somebody said to you, it's far more worse than having a broken arm. A broken arm hurts. It's going to take time to heal. But the nasty words that somebody says to you, where do they hit? In your heart. And does it heal immediately? Does your heart heal immediately? No. Sometimes you can remember what somebody said to you 10 years ago. Wallahi, I can. Sometimes I can recall those moments where somebody said the most nastiest words to me. I try not to think about it, but every time I think about it, if I spend like 2-3 minutes thinking about it, I could actually start crying. I could. Like it hurt that bad. And the pain is still there. So people, they can hurt us through their words in the worst way possible. So shaitan's goal is to destroy our relationships. So don't let shaitan win. When you see that somebody is angry with you, realize that they're saying things that they don't necessarily mean. So try to ignore it. And always fix, you know, mend the relationship that you have. Try to do something to mend that relationship. So this was their goal, to separate between husband and wife. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا هُمْ بِضَارِّينَ بِهِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ No matter how much magic they learned, and no matter how much magic they practiced, they were not able to harm anybody 
with that magic except by the permission of Allah. The word darina is the plural of dar. And dar is from the root letters dadra Darar. And darar means to harm somebody. So they learned all this magic to harm people. Were they able to harm anybody? Only by the idhn of Allah, by Allah's permission. What does that tell us? Nobody can do anything to us. Nobody can harm us or benefit us except by Allah's permission. Always consider that there is a shield around you. All around you. That you are secure from all sides. So people and their evil tricks are where? Outside of that shield. So what that means is that if they want to harm you, they have to break through that shield. What is that shield? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's idhn. What is idhn? Permission. So what that means is they can only harm you if Allah allows. So if you have been harmed by something or by somebody, why were you harmed? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed it. So what does that mean? Who has full control over the situation? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if I want to heal, who do I turn towards? Allah. And if I want to be saved, who do I have to turn towards? Allah. وَمَا هُمْ بِضَارِّينَ بِهِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ But the people, وَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ They would learn مَا يَضُرُّهُمْ They learned magic that would harm them. وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ It would not benefit them. These quick fixes, they thought they were benefiting them, but in reality they were actually harming them. وَلَقَدْ عَلِمُوا They chose to learn magic even though they knew that لَمَنْ اشْتَرَاهُ Whoever buys it, meaning whoever takes it, مَا لَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ خَلَاقِ That person will have no khalaq in the hereafter. What does khalaq mean? Khalaq is from the root letters khalam qaf and it means a share of something good. So the person who learns magic will have no share of good where? In the hereafter. Meaning in the hereafter, he's a loser. So when they chose magic, what did they give up? Themselves. How did they pay for magic? By selling their souls. So what an evil thing they sold themselves for. If they only knew. So what do we see in this ayah? That the Bani Israel, they chose to learn magic. And what is magic? Something that is pure evil. Okay? Pure evil. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here, they learned what harmed them and it did not benefit them. You know, when it comes to alcohol, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, alcohol and gambling, that these two have benefit for people, but they also are sinful. There is benefit what that means is that alcohol gambling, while it is wrong to indulge in them, but there are still some benefits. Those benefits we don't take. 
Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden alcohol. He has forbidden gambling for us. Alright? When it comes to magic, is there any benefit in that? Is there any benefit? No. So magic is worse than alcohol. It's worse than that. Because it's pure evil. The other thing we see in this ayah is that no one can cause harm without Allah's permission. So you see in your book, there's a hadith about magic. Where the Prophet ﷺ said that he who does magic or has it done for him is not of us. What does that mean? The magician and the one who hires the magician, pays the magician, neither of them are Muslim. You understand that? Not of us means not Muslim. So it's one of the most major sins because it's purely evil. And then we see that the Prophet ﷺ also said that you should know that if all of the people were to gather together to benefit you, they would not be able to benefit you with anything except with something that Allah has already written for you. And if all the people were to gather together to harm you, they would not be able to harm you except with what Allah had already written for you. Because some people, they get afraid all the time. They get sick, somebody must have done magic on me. They have problems with their spouse, this must be magic. There was a fire, this must be magic. Everything, every problem in the world is not magic. And even if it was, so what? Who's stronger? Who's bigger? Who's greater? Magic or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's protection? Allah's protection. He has the cure. Whenever you think about magic, think about Musa alayhi salam versus Fir'aun. Musa alayhi salam, how many sticks did he have? How many sticks? One stick. Fir'aun, how many did he have? He had thousands of magicians. And those thousands of magicians, they threw their sticks and their ropes. One stick of Musa alayhi salam was enough to destroy the magic of those thousands of magicians. Wasn't it? So what is stronger? What has come from? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the third thing that I want you to take from this ayah is that don't please shaitan by destroying your relationships. Don't make shaitan stronger by destroying your relationships. I know when people say some things or do some things, it's very irritating. And you're like, when are they going to grow up? When are they going to get some sense into them? So you think to yourself, let me give them a piece of my mind. Let me teach them a lesson. And so the person whom you're supposed to show respect to, now you're talking to them as if they were a criminal. When you speak to them like that, you're killing their self-respect. When you destroy their self-respect, they don't have respect for themselves. They're never going to grow up the way you want them to. They're never going to become responsible. When you want to correct somebody, you correct them in the right way, not in the wrong way. So when we become hasty, when we rush, and we start attacking people, fighting with them, arguing with them, whether they are a spouse, or parent, or children, or whoever it may be, who are we pleasing? Shaitan. He's going to get stronger. And you know, every fight that you have with somebody... What is it doing? Is it bringing you closer to them? No. It's taking you farther away from them. 
The Prophet ﷺ said that the best thing that can happen between two people who love each other is marriage. Now imagine, two people are married and they hate each other. How sad. How sad. Such a beautiful relationship, such a close relationship, but it's filled with hatred. This is, you know, shaitan being very powerful over here. So seek Allah's protection against shaitan. Don't let shaitan win. Whenever there is a difference, try to resolve it. And if there is a problem, seek help. Many of you might be thinking, well, we're not even married. Why are we discussing marriage? Because the verse says that. And while you may not be married, you may witness married people fighting. They could be your older sibling. They could be your cousin. They could be your aunt. They could be your parents. When you see that two married people are constantly fighting, realize they need help. So even if you may be their child, you can advise them. You should suggest to them that let's seek help. You know, for example, if your mother is unwell, she's been sick for like 10 days, what will you do? Oh, she's sick, she's sick, let her be. No, you're going to say, Mom, you need to go to the doctor. Let's take you to the doctor, you need help. So just like that, if you see that your parents are constantly fighting, don't let that happen. You have to help them resolve it. If you see that somebody in your family is fighting with their spouse, disrespecting them, then you have to help them somehow. Make dua for them. Because if they keep fighting like this, imagine the sin that they're accumulating. And then on top of that, it's hurting them. So don't let shaitan win over here. The next verse, وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ آمَنُوا And if they had believed, now the Bani Israel, they were more interested in performing magic, which was purely evil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, had these people believed what taqaw and they feared Allah, then what would happen? Lamasubatum min indillahi khair. Surely the reward from Allah would be far better, much better. Law kanu ya'lamun if they only knew. The word masuba is from the root letter is thawaba. Have you heard of the word thawab? Thawab, it means reward. You know the word thawb is also from the same root. And thawb is a cloth, clothing. So what do you do with the thawb? You wear it, you wash it, you put it away and then you wear it again. It's for wearing again and again. And when you put it away, how do you put it away? I hope you don't just throw it like that. You're supposed to fold it. So thawb is to return. Literally, it is to return. So thawab is the return that you get for what you have done. If you do good, you will get good. If you do evil, that is what you will get. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says over here that had these people turned towards Allah, they had believed, they had taken benefit from the scripture, from the book of Allah, they would have gotten so much reward. But what did they choose? The book of Allah or something else? What did they choose? Something else. Magic. So then at the end, what did they get? Neither this world, nor the reward of the hereafter. So how can we relate this to ourselves? What lesson do we learn from these verses? You tell me something now. A lot of the time we have like a lot of problems and a lot of times we hear people, oh, make dua, make dua, and we just sort of like brush it aside and we look for other types of solutions and when in reality the best solution is to make dua and turn to your Lord 
Exactly. Another thing is that people belittle dua. And you see, this is the month of Ramadan, the last ten nights, the perfect time for making dua. And isn't it amazing that every now and then it rains? Right? It rains like heavy rain for like a good five, ten minutes and then gone. Those five, ten minutes when it's raining, make dua. Make dua. Yes. Assalamualaikum. I was just curious how you indicated how not every bad thing that happens to you is necessarily magic. Is there any way of us ever knowing for sure? Okay, so there are certain symptoms, certain signs. Like for example, you know, magic is done by pleasing shaitan. And magic is done by reading, you know, some words that shaitan likes and tying knots with threads. So if a physical charm... Right? Physical charm is discovered, let's say in your house, in your property, then that is a clear indication that you know there's been some kind of magic over here. Likewise, another thing that happens to a person who's affected by magic is that they don't like to pray, they don't like Quran. You know, if they are advised to or if let's say the Quran is being recited in front of them, they'll get irritated. You tell them, let's listen to Quran, they don't want to go. This is also a sign that a person may be affected with magic. Now the thing is that our goal should not be diagnosis only. Because even if you know that this is magic, now what? Cry about it? Somebody did magic on us? No. Complain to the whole world about it? No. What do we have to do? Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, Ya Allah, you cure us. You protect us. You heal us. Because your power is greater than the tricks of shaitan. Isn't it? So many people, their concern is just finding out if magic was done or not. And then who did it? And why did they do it? And then they're jealous of me and this and that. That should not be our ultimate goal. You know, for example, a person is concerned. They're unwell. They go to the doctor. A diagnosis is made. They're told you have the certain disease. What's the next step? What's the next step? Do we stop after knowing this is the disease? No. The next step is treatment, cure. So that is what we have to do. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for healing. And just my part too. Mm-hmm. I was thinking if you have the wrong intention, how easy it is to do bad. Like with these angels coming down and teaching it, even though they clearly would advise them that this is haram and a strictly a test, mm-hmm. how easy it could be to do wrong if truly that's what your heart desires. Yes. And this is why we should pray to Allah that, Oh Allah, protect me from the evil of my own soul. Because, you know, shaitan tells you to do wrong, but your heart, your soul also tells you to do wrong. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min sharri nafsi. Because you see, they knew that whoever took magic, he would have no share in the hereafter. They knew magic was wrong. The angels warned them. The book of Allah was there. Still they chose magic. So what urged them? It was their heart. So seek Allah's protection against your evil inclinations also. If someone does find a charm, then what do they do with it? If they find it, what do they do with it? Remember that the Qur'an is very, very powerful because this is Allah's speech. People even did magic on the Prophet ﷺ. So when the charm was discovered, 
the Prophet ﷺ was basically a comb, alright, a comb in which many threads and knots were tied. So what the Prophet ﷺ did was that he untied every knot as he recited the mu'awwidat. What are the mu'awwidat? قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ these surahs, the Prophet ﷺ recited them and he untied the knots. And this is something that we should do anyway. Recite these surahs for your protection, morning and evening. Morning and evening. You know, if people are fighting too much with each other, we don't know if magic has been done or not, but we know for sure that shaitan is very strong here. So you got to chase him away. you got to shield yourself against him. How do you do that? Recite the Qur'an. I think, I don't know if I'm right, but I think believing in things like that is a form of shirk. Because Allah is above everything. In terms the thing of is, that. So magic is real. Alright? I mean, real magic is real. Okay? Saying that, oh, there is no magic, it would be denying reality. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentions it in the Quran. يُعَلِّمُونَ النَّاسَ sihr. There is a reality to magic. But believing in magic does not mean that you believe that this is good and this should be done. Believing means that you know that it's there. Just like cancer. Does it exist? Does it exist? Yes. Liver disease. Does it exist? Yes. Parkinson's disease. Does it exist? Yes. These are real issues. Does this mean that they're good? No. Does this mean that you have to go and get these diseases? No. Allah forbid. So just like that, magic is there, but it is kufr. And dealing with it is kufr. What I'm taking from these verses is that sometimes people like to show off their marriage, their you know spouse, and they post pictures on Facebook. It's unnecessary because, as we can see from these ayahs, when people have envy, clearly this is the first place that they feel jealous about. Like a, a marriage is sacred, and so try to keep some of it private. Some people do public displays of affection and stuff like that on social media. And it's just unnecessary because clearly the first thing that they wanted to do magic for was um, marital relationships. Exactly. I mean, there's so many forms of magic. Or magic can be used for so many things. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions which one? The one that was used to separate husband and wife. Is evil eye and magic the same thing? No, they're different. Evil eye is also real. And basically it is when you look at something, all right, you look at something with jealousy or excessive admiration. Two things, jealousy or excessive admiration. Then what happens is that that jealousy or that excessive admiration, it also makes shaitan happy. It feeds his ego. And when shaitan becomes strong, what will he do? He will harm Right? So he will affect the person or the object that you are staring at with jealousy or with excessive admiration. This is why, I mean, even yourself, don't you know, stare at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh my eyelashes and you know, my eyeliner and you know, you're looking at every millimeter and you're not satisfied with one look, you're looking at it again and again and again and again and again. As long as you're home, and then when you're leaving the house, checking on your phone, you know, from every angle, and then checking in the mirror from every angle, and asking people also, and then sending snaps to everybody also. I mean, come on, it's just good eyeliner, so alhamdulillah, good. Go ahead. Uh, 
Is black magic and normal magic the same thing? I mean, magic is magic, whatever color it is of. We are just distinguishing between magic and tricks. What are tricks? Trick is what you guys do. Magic is what? La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Magic is what? It's done with the help of the devils. Alright? It's done with the help of the devils. So what uh, I learned from here is that uh, magic, you know, it's uh, very evil and it's very bad. It will affect you only for a short time. If you stay with the deen of Allah, you recite the du'as and you protect yourself, it will harm you for a while, but eventually it won't do the damage. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. what uh, I yes. have understood, that the power of Allah subhanahu wa is above everything else. Exactly. So we don't need to be afraid. Even if somebody harms us with magic, don't be afraid. Okay, they tried to harm me, but so what? Allah can still cure me. He can still heal me. Allah's power is greater. So we don't need to be afraid of all these evils that exist in the world. We need to seek the protection and help of the one who has power over all of these evils. That is what we need to do. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَاتَّبَعُوا مَا تَتْلُوا الشَّيَاطِينُ عَلَى مُلْكِ سُلَيْمَانِ وَمَا كَفَرَ سُلَيْمَانُ وَلَكِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ كَفَرُوا يُعَلِّمُونَ النَّاسَ السِّحْرَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَى الْمَلَكَيْنِ بِبَابِلَ هَارُوتَ وَمَا وَمَا يُعَلِّمَانِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ حَتَّى يَقُولَا إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ فِتْنَةٌ فَلَا تَكْفُرُ فَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ مِنْهُمَا مَا يُفَرِّقُونَ بِهِ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَزَوْجِهِ وَمَا هُمْ بِضَارِّينَ بِهِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ مَا يَضُرُّهُمْ وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ وَلَقَدْ عَلِمُوا لَمَنْ اشْتَرَاهُ مَا لَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ خَلَاقٍ وَلَبِئْسَ مَا شَرَوْا بِهِ أَنفُسَهُمْ لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْا لَمَثُوبَةٌ مِّنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ Inshallah, we'll conclude over here. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.